Um, that was a uh, that was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog shit. Hello and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Greg, the jazz... That was horrendous. I would call it a masterpiece of dog Yes. One of the all-time great quotes. Yeah, so would Will Hardy, the coach of the Utah Jazz. (laughs) I need somebody who's good at Photoshop to recreate the Metallica... Masters, master of puppets master of puppets <laughs> uh album cover and turn it into masterpiece of dog <laughs> he has had master, some... <laughs> master! <laughs> he's had some really good quotes this season yeah yeah uh, that's that is that really might be that one's going to be hard to top that's and i hate to say that we've we've peaked on will hardy quotes 20 games into the season but man mwah. The the pause also after masterpiece he goes that was a horrendous game from start to finish. It was a masterpiece of dog. Yeah, the pregnant pause really emphasized it. Uh, incredible stuff. Um, man, unlike unlike the basketball game, Luka Doncic is so good. <laughs> He's so he good. 30-point triple-double in the first half and barely looked like he was giving any sort of effort. He is so... My so, fav- so good. My favorite moment... I heard that the broadcast, um, the home broadcast, was kind of uh, a little bit mad that he was showboating. Um, Who cares? Yeah, which is dumb because my favorite moment of the whole game, it's like roughly five or six minutes into the first quarter, Luca's already he buried two threes on the first two possessions that yes. weren't even hard walked into him. And so we're about five minutes in, six minutes in, and he hits a no look lob to Derek Jones Jr. Yep. And he makes full on eye contact with Will Hardy when he did when he does the no look. He just looks over to the bench and just locks eyes with him. Yeah. Hits Derek Judge who slams it home, finishes the alley oop, and then he ran down on the other side of the court, smiling and like shrugging, like, "What? What do you want me to do? I'm I can't be bad at basketball." Like that was the look that he had on his yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you don't want me to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Love, love, love it. So good. And you know, the bad part is that the Jeffs were on the other side of that, and they lost by fifty points. And man, it is weird being in a locker room after guys lose by 50 because I can't I can't even imagine they're literally talking about they're like, I've never even seen a 50 point game before. Like, yeah, they're like, I've never been a part of not even when we're at high school winning state championships. Like, I've never beat anyone by 50 much. I've never lost by then. They're just like, I can't believe that it just happened to them. Yeah. Hilarious. Incredible stuff. Absolutely incredible stuff out of the jazz. Um, uh, another fun thing right after the game is I, I would just like to talk about how sneaky smart Keontae George is because please you're, you hear all this, you know, Will Hardy says into a microphone in front of a camera that this is a masterpiece of dog. 
And you've got guys in the locker room that are like, yeah, we've got to be better. Communication's got to be better. Like, we, we need to make people feel us on defense, right? Like, all the things that they're supposed to say and you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I go and talk. Uh, I, I was the only reporter there. And so I go and I talk to Keontae. And and I just let, let you tell me what you think when you hear, like, this quote. Yeah. I'll go ahead and just, uh, I'll go ahead and pull it up and just read it to you. Please. Um, this is unacceptable. You can't go out there and lose like that. Not play hard, not communicate, not compete. This is a great organization to be a part of. And we're w- a winning organization with winning DNA. And it's just about when you you have to get together and do it for 48 minutes. There's got to come a point where we show it every night for 82. I mean, we just got to continue to keep building and building and taking small steps, but it's going to take something else because this is unacceptable, like I said. And so if Will is going to give us a game plan, we got to not just like listen to it and practice it. We have to actually go out there and do it and do it right. Perfect. I love it. Because not only is he like saying all the right things, but then he is like endearing himself to Will Hardy in a way that's like, I'll do whatever this man tells me to do. Yeah. And it's just so smart to say that to a reporter who's going to write it. Of course, that's gold. How do you you have to write that? And like, I can't imagine, like, sorry to interrupt, but like, I can't imagine you like getting something like that and then withholding it and your, your editor finds out. (laughs) And like, I, he could have, he could have just stopped and not said like, you know, Will gives us a game plan and like, we go out there and we see things different on the court and like, we just have to adapt. He could have said something like that. He could have stopped and not mentioned anything about Will, but he caps it off by being like, we have to execute our coach's game plan. We have to listen to him. It's the, I mean, it is the truth. (laughs) And it's so smart. Mm -hmm. He is. He's an impressive kid. He's a really impressive kid. Yeah. And if we're talking silver linings, I was actually with Colin. I was with yeah. my boyfriend watching the game last night. We uh, we were drinking beer at Grid City and eating vegan wings, which never been much of a vegan wing guy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so good. Great. Yeah. Um, But we both, you know, casually watching the games. And if the thing that stood out to me was like you could see the raw material with Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's the best that I've seen him. I've watched some Stars games too uh-huh. and that was the best that he's looked. And I talked to Will a little bit about it after the game and he was like if anything this proves that the G League is working. Oh yeah. It's, it's working for him. Like what we were mm-hmm. hoping was going to happen is happening. He looks more comfortable. He looks more fluid. Mm-hmm. And then you just, again, you just have those those raw intangibles, the size, the length, the athleticism, the shooting ability, yep. you know, him knocking down those two threes. Yep. Has to, like, get you excited about a guy that size who can spread the floor and, like, you know, hopefully, ostensibly, can you can plug him in with Lowry and then, like, you just get that prototypical NBA front court that's just length and athleticism and shooting and like how how do, how do you stop that? Yeah, and it, I think 
I think seeing this from Taylor Hendrick also is like, and like I don't I don't want to make like too many sweeping declarations about this team, you know, twenty games in, but I will say that like I have I've been disappointed with what John Collins has done. Hundred um, percent. I think that defensively, I don't understand what he's doing most of the time. I don't think he understands what he's doing. We were Which, talking yes. about this in like game 10. Yeah. And I remember you saying, let's give it a little bit of time. Yeah, I know. He's learning a new system. Well, that time has come and gone and he hasn't made any strides. Right. And so, and listen, I still am pro again. I've said that many times. The corpse of Rudy Gay and a second rounder is worth 100%. it. 100%. They, the Jazz got better with him, but that doesn't mean that the returns we were expecting are being met. Right. And I think that if you're, you know, you're looking at John Collins and you're thinking this might not pan out the way we hoped and you have Taylor Hendricks in the wings and... You know, you know he's not ready. You know that he needs time. But if you're like, okay, well, he is getting better though, and it's working, and we can see that it's going to work, then like maybe we can play this out and give him the time that he needs because there's an answer right there. We already have it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that at all. One though, you talked about sweeping declarations. There is one sweeping declaration I am a hundred percent willing to make with this team. Is it that we were absolutely wrong? Thousand percent. (laughs) Completely wrong about this team being competitive, this team being on the cusp of a playoff berth. They're not a playoff team. I mean, I think 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 they're actually, I think they're actually corrected, correct, correctly seated right now. I think they're the 12th best team in the Western Conference. I think that. I would like to see games with Keontae Walker Lowry playing together, right? Yeah. And, I think that's and so fair. I think that injuries with Jordan Lowry Kelly have allowed me to be like, okay, I'm going to go beyond 20 games before I really decide. And so I'm not ready yet to say that they're not like a play-in team or like a low-seeded playoff team because you know, if they if they win, you know, 15 to 20 games one like at some point in the near future, then like we're looking at a little bit different, like, oh, they they're starting to get it together. Like now that everyone's healthy, um, Keontae has a little bit more under his belt because let's not forget, like he's been an NBA starting point guard for 12 games. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's fair. But, My, but I, but I, I will agree in that I saw what they were last year and fully expected them to take a step and haven't seen the step yet. And so I'm I'm very close to being like, man, man, we were wrong that they were going to take a step. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of it was like so much of the roster turnover. Right. From ne- last season, as well as like the Jazz aren't catching teams off guard the same way they were last season. I think a lot of pe- teams came into the season being like, oh, the Utah Jazz, that's a guaranteed W. And then Will Hardy did a masterful job coaching and got the team playing really hard. And you know Mm -hmm. what? Like they just had a roster full of, of NBA level guys. And I don't, you know, I was thinking about this last night after the loss, like just going through the roster and like how many of the jazz's guys would be on a playoff rotation. 
the guys who are making who are are playing big minutes is right. let's say like Simone Fontecchio was on the Denver Nuggets right now. Is he cracking their playoff their, their playoff rotation? Probably not. THT, yeah, definitely, definitely not. not. Chris Dunn, no, definitely not. Colin Sexton, probably not. Probably not. And these are all guys the Jazz are playing thirty plus minutes a night. Right. And that like that just doesn't that's just not a recipe for success. And I'm thinking about it. And there's like there are really only a few, I think, who would who would crack a playoff rotation. And that's Walker Kessler, Larry Markinen, John Collins on certain teams. Right. And like maybe Keontae George in a backup role. Right. And with that, that yeah, again, that's just that's that's not a recipe for success, and that's not a recipe for winning basketball games. And it's fine. And the Jazz are developing guys, and I I'm, I don't mean this to be pessimistic because you I do see guys individually making strides. Mm-hmm. I think Ochai is getting more comfortable. Keontae George looks. Like he could be the future of this franchise. Larry Markinen is on an all-star pace again. And I really think you got to worry about that. I think the big, the trepidation coming into the season was whether Lowry was going to be able to have a repeat performance. And he's doing that. I know right. sideline right now with a hamstring injury, uh, but he's going to be back soon. And I, you know, there hasn't been a dip in his play. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, that's, I mean, the big, that's the big difference between this, this season and last, like as much as we poo pooed Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley, like both of those guys are starter, starter level players on uh playoff teams, you know? And you yeah. Just, and I just don't have that on this team. This I year. think, I think that, you know, there, there's a problem. I think the jazz are starting to face, which or that Will Hardy is starting to face probably Mm. in that you want to start building up Lowry, Keontae, Ochai, Walker to be the players of the future. 100%. But because you are playing them next to guys that you constantly have to coach through mistakes. Yes. Then you spend a lot of time coaching those mistakes rather than trying to build up the future potential of the players that will be here. Right. It just, the word that comes to mind is incomplete. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's not to say that like players only develop in perfect situations. Right. I totally agree. But I, I just think that, I think that this situation is really imperfect. Like I think that it's, actually drastically imperfect i think it's i think it's untenable yeah in fact i would go to say i tweeted this out i'd love your feedback on this but uh what is officially untenable because there's just there's it it, it's a a redundancy they it's two players that do too much of the same thing and the jazz have to make a decision between tht and colin sexton if they if they keep either of them if they keep well, not only if they keep either of them, but like you can't play those two guys together. It's yeah. it's so bad. And like I understand trying to experiment, and that's that's one of the main themes of this season, but that officially doesn't work. 
And it's also like unfair to someone like Chris Dunn who who crawled his way back into the NBA. And now he has to play on a three guard lineup with Colin and Talon because that lineup needs an adult in the room. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, Chris Dunn should not have to play daddy daycare on a professional basketball team. Yeah. And also like, Chris Dunn's not the guy you want doing that. I'm high on Chris Dunn. I like yeah. him. That should not be that should not be his role. There are no. very few players who can elevate the ceiling of a bad team. And it's not to a Chris competitive Dunn. level. And it's not Chris Dunn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn is not Stephen Curry. No, he's not. <laughs> and man, what a disappointment that is now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and I think none of these things that the Jazz are dealing with are like have easy solutions either. Like, no. because me and you can sit here and say, like, okay, we'll just like get rid of John and THT and Colin. But like, that is sure. really, That's really difficult. Of... Well, and there's a baseline that we've established on that sh- on this show, Sarah. I'm a moron. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> stupid. So, like, I'm I'm good at I can diagnose a problem. Right. Don't ask me to fix it. Actually, I, I especially when it comes to basketball teams. I literally just told this story, uh, which is barely related to what we're talking. Just barely related. Sure. It's me fixing a problem. This is what it looks like when yeah. I fix a problem. Um, I literally just told this on a different podcast, but I was in Dallas this morning. I flew in. I got to my hotel at 1 a.m. yesterday. Yucky. So I fly in, I get to the hotel, I go to my room. There's two queen beds, and in between the beds, it's a light fixture that's on the wall. And I'm a person who likes to get in bed with the light on and turn the light off once I'm in bed. Sure. And that light fixture does not work. So I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be in but I'm like, okay, well, if I go downstairs and they say I can get a different room, then fine, I will. And if not, yeah. then I'll think of something else. So I go downstairs. He's like, actually, I don't have any other rooms, which I don't believe. <laughs> and so I immediately get mad. <laughs> and I'm like, fine. And so I go upstairs and I'm like, how can I fix this problem? And my answer is not, well, use the light on your phone, Sarah. No, that's not the answer. What I do is I take some scissors out of my makeup case and I cut the zip tie that's holding like a little sort of mini extension cord to the desk in the hotel room and I detach it and I run that from an outlet across the room and then I leave my hotel room and I go to like the elevator lobby on my floor and I steal a lamp and I attach that to the extension cord and run it to the bedside table. And then I leave a note telling them what I've done. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Sarah Todd on being the new newest member of the Teamsters <laughs> Electrician Union. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I needed an extension cord because I also started trying to diagnose the problem. I was like, OK, amazing. Well, I was like, do the outlets on this wall work? No, they don't. OK, so this is a breaker situation. <laughs> so, like, I love it. So and. To your point, I fixed the problem in the worst way. <laughs> Sleep deprived. I love how you bring it back. Yeah, I'm good at this. Completely full circle. Let's go. Sleep deprived. 
unable to really think it through. I got to sort of a solution, but maybe created more problems along the way. And that is why we don't make these decisions. No, no, no. <laughs> I barely graduated college. Like, and I went to a state school. And I just, that's, and then that's what I'm saying about the jazz. Like, you, we can say that these problems exist and it's like, okay, well, why don't you just like not play them? And I talked to Will a little bit about this yesterday. Like, you know, you want to give guys, especially who are role players, you want to give them a certain amount of grace and mm -hmm. leeway when there's injuries and there's guys in another lineup and you're experimenting with different rotations sure. and like things are always changing and you don't want to like base their performance on a few games mm -hmm. but there does have to be a point where a role player is just able to adapt and handle it right and I so mean, we've it, talked we've talked about on this podcast the difference between mistakes and problems exactly and so at what point do you decide that it's not and the way that Will was explaining it to me is like, it's not just when do you decide that like, okay, this player just doesn't have it. Right. It's also when do you decide to change the politics in the locker room? Right. And also when do you decide that you're not the problem? Right. And so you want to. That's the first thing I do all the time. Yeah. It's not my fault. And I'm you, not the problem. And so Will wants to like, he wants to like exercise and go through every possible scenario like okay they're not getting it do i need to teach it differently and uh, try a different approach uh do i want to change my tone is it is it me am i the problem do i get them to work with an assistant coach who sends the message in a different way is it who they're playing with do i need to change sure. the rotations even more like every single exhaust all options and then you even after you do that, you still have to worry about what's going to happen in the locker room. Right. And God, so like being a coach would be hard. I know. And like you, you can, you can ask guys to do things and do them in the way that you want them enough right. times. But then there's also some insecurity there. I think as a coach where uh -huh. if they're, if they're not getting it done, you have to wonder, am I even, am I bad at this? Right. Am I even making the right decision? Yeah, that uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. And so, it seems extremely difficult, and I'm I'm glad I'm not the one who's doing that. Yeah, because I don't know how many times I would be able to tell Taylor Horton Tucker not to spin in the lane or tell John Collins to get to a certain place on defense before I just start beating my head against a wall. Yeah, or like start throwing things. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, stop taking fadeaway mid-range jumpers. Why is that John with... Collins's answer when he when the game is going like it's either when things are out of control or mm -hmm. when he's playing really well? All right. of a sudden, he decides this is the time to start that's, taking like that's fadeaway check. Yeah, and I'm like, this is the worst way to heat check. What are you doing? Taylor does it too, and it drives me insane. Yeah. Fadeaway mid-range jump shots with 12 seconds left on the oh, clock. Yeah. Nothing <sighs> infuriates me more than, like, the lowest percentage worst decision. It's like what Andrew Wiggins used to do before he got on the on the Warriors. It used to drive me nuts. 
And then he had one good year, and now he's making some poor decisions again. So, oh man. Um, did you watch and any of the in-season tournament games? I did. You know what? Can we actually do something now? Because I feel like this has been a, a fairly negative episode. Yeah. So I'd like to talk about just some things around the league that I'm really enjoying. Please, let's do it. Let's start with the in-season tournament. All I in, love so it. fun. <laughs> yeah. In fact, what's going on with it? It's going on right it's now. It's right because now. Because we're having basketball at 2 o'clock. <laughs> it's, it's 5.45. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's 5.45. <laughs> let's see. Um, my computer's so slow. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm on like a 12-year-old laptop. Currently, to... um... Oh, uh, the oh, geez. Oh, the Pacers beat the oh, beat wait. the Bucks. Wait, no, we knew that, right? No, that happened tonight. That was in the semifinals. So it looks like the the oh, Pacers yeah. are going. The Pacers will be in the in season in season tournament finals, which is which, exactly what we want because that Pacers team rules. They're the funnest team in the league. Yes, F- far and away. Tyrese Halliburton is on the cusp of like mega stardom. I love Benedict awesome. Matherin yes. so much. Yeah, that team, that team is so fun. So fun. They're fun and they're fast. And they run they yeah, they just we got a little piece of you know peek of that when the Jazz played. And and yeah, they're just they're awesome. I love them. Rick Carlisle, so weird. So yeah. Love him. Yeah. My favorite team in the league right now. And yeah. one of my favorite teams in recent memory. Uh, they rule. And I I wish nothing but good things for that Pacers team. And we were all wondering, right, like when the in-season tournament started, like, number one, are the teams going to take it seriously? And then, like, is it also going to matter to the fans, right? Because a lot of people are like, okay, well, you're giving money to the players. But, like, what about us? But, like, right. that's... The only reason the playoffs matter to us is because, like, we give it that power, right? right. Like, you get right, right. bragging rights. It's more competitive. It's fun to watch. Like, that's what you like about it. And this has done that to three weeks of the regular season, but mm-hmm. it breaks it up into such a nice area. You get the little start of the season to see where the team is. You get the in-season tournament. And then you get, like, your Christmas to trade deadline, like, ramp up to the All-Star section of yeah. the season. And then after the All-Star break, it's the run-up to the playoffs. I love it. Yeah. A uh, few more things that I'm loving around the league. Uh, the Timberwolves defense. It's awesome. And seeing Rudy Gobert have, like, a return to form. I'm I, really enjoying watching the Minnesota Timberwolves play basketball. I really thought that, like we had seen Rudy fall off a cliff. I thought so too. I thought and it was over. He's back to being the best defender in the world. Yes. Yeah. It It is so nice to see that because we're, you know, clips getting passed around social media again of like him not blocking a shot, but guys just like dribbling in and seeing him and be like, oh, and dribbling back out. Oh like, yeah. That is so much fun to watch. And like, it's, it's really satisfying also to have like another fan base be able to experience that. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Great. For I him. really am. What else? Um, The Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I'm, I'm already a fan, but watching what Nick nurse is doing and like seeing Tyrese Maxey at the helm. Right. So fun. 
Yes. He's like he's like Eastern Conference De'Aaron Fox. Um, I also am. I just want to say, in general, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh yeah, just <laughs> just as as a as a a unit. Yeah. Chet's a dude. I know that that Joey talked about that. The kid, he's averaging what like eighteen and eight as a rookie, and is like right on the cusp of fifty, forty, ninety. I fully did not believe in him because I was like, he's not strong enough. And like somehow he's like the skinniest, weirdest looking like goober and still is strong. Yeah. He just balls, man. He's awesome. And like, I really, I don't mean this hyperbolically. I really do mean this genuinely. Chet and Shay have the potential to be an all time duo. I really, I really think they like, there's some incredible potential there because Shea's already a top 10 player in this league. And Chet is, I mean, granted, you can say what you want about second year rookie, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I, I think he's the best rookie in this class at, at least 20 games in. That whole roster is so fun. Yeah. Case and Wallace. Case and awesome. Wallace killing Jayden it. Jaden Williams. Awesome. That team. I'm- that team rules. Yeah. It's so fun to watch. And like, if you are a jazz fan and if you are a member of the Utah jazz brass, you have to see what Oklahoma city has done. Rebuilding that roster after the Durant Westbrook Harden days and think that's our blueprint. But I also, I mean, to that point, uh, it feels like it was a rebuild off of that, right? But like reminder to Jazz. Oh, fans that's right. Yeah. That they went through so many iterations of like, oh yeah. no, we'll we'll fix it with uh we're gonna fix it with Chris Paul or we're or gonna Paul George. Paul yeah. George, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Carmelo gonna, Anthony comes. Yeah, we're yeah. We're gonna fix it with all these things. Right. And then just to finally get to the point where it's just like, no, we can't. We're gonna trust the process. We're going to get our guys. We're going to build this our way. Right. And like, you know, granted, everybody thought Shea was going to be good when he was on the Clippers. But no, I don't think anybody expected him to be as good as he is. No. And he's awesome. And like, that's not to say, I don't think that that's the path for every team. Like, not every team is going to literally be able to break it down to like the studs and nails and right. go back up, right? Like the Jazz didn't really do that. They mm-hmm. got rid of Donovan and Rudy and they brought in Lowry and now they're trying to like build some stuff around him. And like, I I guess that like my, my word of warning is just like, don't think that this is going to happen the first time you try it, right? No, absolutely not. No, there has to be room for error. Like, yeah, there's no, you're not going to, it's very rare that th- people... And franchises get it right the very first time. Yeah. So, like, you know, the fact that the the Jazz are dealing with this and it's really hard to move off of someone like John Collins, who the rest of the league can see he's not doing very well and he makes $25 million. Like, right. it's hard to move off of that. And it's hard to convince people to take on Colin Sexton's contract because it's so long and you don't know if he can actually play in the starting lineup anywhere. And so right. there's a lot of stuff that's difficult um, and sometimes the only thing that is the answer is just time. Yep. Couple more things uh I would like to highlight that I'm really enjoying. Uh was totally wrong about the Orlando Magic. They're fun so, as hell. I knew it. 
I knew they'd be fun. Their defense is like legitimately good. They play incredibly hard. Uh, Paolo Boncaro is a legit star. Franz Wagner is super fun. I really, really like that team. Uh, Jalen Brunson, just just period. Just Jalen Brunson, period. Yeah. I love him. (laughs) He ruled. Like, he's just such a dog. And, like, it's fun seeing – I'm not a Knicks fan per se, but I just think it's fun when the Knicks are good. I don't think that they're, like, super competitive, but they're a good team, and that's that's fun for the league. And Um, then – Mitchell just, Robinson for uh, since we're oh, talking about yes. this this story is great his high school coach who is just a tiny old man yeah his high he school looks coach, like Mick from Rocky yeah it looks like coach from Cheers yeah <laughs> he he's his roommate and why because Mitchell because this guy's wife died yeah and Mitchell Robinson was like do not wallow in your grief. Like, I want you to, like, celebrate what life you have left. And so I awesome. love you. And yeah. so he moved him to New York and just moved him in with him. Yeah, they're roommates now. Great job. Great job, Mitchell. I Robinson. love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. One of the best stories of the year thus far. One last thing before we can put a bow on this. Joel Embiid's passing. He's yeah. averaging. He's averaging close to six assists tonight now. And also, it's it, it's way better than it used to be too, because yeah. he used to be real sloppy. Yeah, and he looks, yeah, he looks awesome. And that's my that's like the one part of his game that's always kind of been questionable, and like looks really good now. And the Sixers are really fun. And moving on from James Harden is the best thing they did. Uh, okay, one last final thing: uh, the Clippers being very meh is fun to me. No, one last final thing. Uh, it doesn't matter that the Spurs have only won three games. Wouldn't be so fun. He rules. He rules. He rules. He's great. He's going to, like, he and Chet are going to own the league in, like, three, four years. They're going to win so many MVPs and DPO-wise. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. The league's <laughs> in such a good spot right now. It's it so It really fun. is. The young yeah. players are so fun. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Shea, Anthony Edwards, Chet, Wemby. Keontae George. Keontae George. Great. I legitimately think Keontae is going to end up being an all-star. I think so, too. He's that good. Yeah. I love him. Uh, This was fun. I needed this. Yeah, that's the thing that we do here is we air out the grievances and you just state it plainly that it's a masterpiece of dog and then you talk about the things that make you happy. Yes. Great. This is so much cheaper than therapy. All right. Very quickly, tell people where to find us on the 12th. Uh, Acme Bar Company for the Brigham's Bar Bash. That is less than a week away. So we will see you at Acme, 837 East, 2100 South. On Tuesday, December 12th at 6 p.m., bring either non-perishable food or warm clothes. A lot of people have been asking whether it can be used or new clothes. The answer is yes. Lightly used. Either one works. Yeah. Lightly used. Yeah. I mean, don't don't bring socks and underwear with holes in it. But, like, if it's slightly used fine great yeah. just throw it in the wash make sure it's clean and i will we will happily take that and we're gonna hang out you're gonna we you will meet both of us you will meet the folks of uh brigham young money we're gonna drink some cocktails there might be some karaoke or karaoke going on we're gonna have a good time 
It's going to celebrate. It's the holidays. I might be bringing a couple gifts to hand out, maybe. Yeah. All right. So see us there, Acme Bar, on December 12th at 6 p.m. Yes. And this one more thing. All of the donations will be going to either the Utah Food Bank or Salt Lake City Mutual Aid. So that is the big focus of this. Like, of course, we want to get go out, have a good time, enjoy some cocktails. But ultimately, we want to do some good for our local community. So see you there. It's on Tuesday. You can follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. Rate, review, subscribe, download, do all of the things. We love it when you do those. You can listen to Joey's podcast, Round Ball Rock, anywhere you get podcasts. And you can subscribe to our Patreon. We love you. And we will talk please to you next time. Please join the Patreon. Yeah, I don't do have it. A jo- I don't have a job. Yeah, literally jobless. So please give Greg some money. miss that piece of Um, that was a uh, that was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog shit.